all right, this thing going. What are we talking about today, bro? So we talk about a couple different things. I know that there has been some back liggity lash on the boy Kyrie Irving. We're going to talk about something that is big in my mind. RIP to take off. Other thing I'm going to talk about is a medical minute. You know, I want to get into something. Actually, it's going to be involved with that. We're going to talk about hemorrhage at the control of uncontrolled bleeding or controlling bleeding from traumatic injuries. The, uh, then the last thing, what have you learned from your biggest mistakes? All right. So let's get into it, brothers. My vision is a bag in my white coat. Leno got his do rag and lick, got his stethoscopes. Welcome to do rags and stethoscopes. Welcome to do rags and stethoscopes. Wave tsunami when they crash, current strong, it's a rip. If you're not feeling well, I might just have to write a script. Welcome to do rags and stethoscopes. Welcome to do rags and stethoscopes. People are gonna think that that's business as usual. So, what are the criteria for our op? Bitch ass niggas. <laughs> Leto? Nigga, you not fucking with period, and don't it ain't too much rocket science that go into that. Yeah, like I know the number one op in the world right now, and that's a shoot. I'd be bro if I was a different person, the nigga that killed takeoff, bro, uh, yeah. bro. I've been looking at some deep conspiracies, but let's get into it. Everybody, welcome into another episode of Do Rags and Stethoscopes. As always, I am the Lit MD here with Lit O, the Wave God. What's up? And you know, we got the production team with Shock. Brick is on sabbatical. Oh, shit. Everybody taking vacations. And speaking of vacations, we did want to let all the listeners know that we will be ending the season at episode 20. And then we will take a little bit of a break. Everybody gets to recoup and regroup. And we will be back with another 20 fire episodes of Do Rags and Stethoscopes. All right? Oh, yeah. We locked in. For sure, for sure, for sure. For sure. All right, brother. Thing going. What are we talking about today, bro? So we talk about a couple different things. I know that there has been some back liggity lash on the boy Kyrie Irving, the brother, the man that wants to be so soulful and sentimental in his thoughts, but then don't stand on him. We're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about something that is big in my mind. R.I.P. to take off. Migos is one of my favorite groups, legitimately of all time. And you can say it's just the way that they transcended music for me. Because it was big when I was, especially early in medical school, they helped me get through a whole lot. RIP to that man, all the ops that's involved, anybody that's saying that he don't deserve an RIP, you could come see me personally, bro. I'm staying in Petersburg, Virginia. Blah! Blah! Come to Petersburg. Other thing I'm going to talk about is a medical minute. You know, I want to get into something. Actually, it's going to be involved with that. We're going to talk about hemorrhage at the control of uncontrolled bleeding or controlling bleeding from traumatic injuries. And then also, yeah, shots, car accidents, major falls, impalements, a whole bunch of crazy shit. Yeah, I figured I'd talk to y'all about something. Yeah, it's a hemorrhage when you bleed out. Like, you remember Ollie Williams? It's gonna rain! 
Think about it with your blood vessel. I'm going to bleed. So you got to be able to take care of the bleeding, right? The, uh, then the last thing, what have you learned from your biggest mistakes? All right? So let's get into it, brothers. Take off. Oh, Kershnick Ball is his real name, which when I saw his real name, which I had heard it before, but I hope I pronounced it right, post-mortem especially. Kershnick, Kershnick, Kersh- Kershnick Ball. R.I.P., brother. Part of the Migos. One-third of the Migo gang. Quavo, offset, take off. Our brother was gunned down in Houston at a bowling alley on Halloween during a dice game. Y'all can get y'all takes off, whatever y'all feeling, anything y'all want to say, whatever side of the puzzle that y'all are playing on, side of the puzzle. Nigga, y'all know what I mean. What do you think? I don't, man. All I know is, well, I haven't heard much. I mean, the early things I heard was it was Quavo's dude that shot takeoff. I mean, I don't know. Y'all catch me up to speed. I'm not. In, I'm not in the in the works like this these days. But so I did some deep, deep diving research on Instagram, um, and there were some pages. <laughs> nah, <laughs> there were some pages that were saying, and this is all speculation, but it was Jay Prince Jr., the son of Jay Prince, who was involved in that same dice game. He was at the event, and he got into an argument with Quavo. I don't know what the argument was specifically about because that's where all the different IG pages was all varying, but they did get an argument. That's actually be on on video. So there was a uh, you watched a, the video, a, the video before he shot him. Yeah, there's a like brother. Everybody was recording. Oh, I, but, I'm, I'm talking about. Okay, I'm thinking of post gunshot. I saw the post gunshot. There's no video of him actually being shot because when he oh, started yeah. shooting, everybody that was recording the beforehand dropped it and ran right. So there was a dude in a yellow hoodie. Everybody needs to get that nigga in a yellow hoodie for real. That nigga in a red jacket, like Weezy said. Uh, he was right next to Kirsch Dick and take off. And basically, Jay Prince Jr. got into it with Quavo and Quavo like shrugged him off. And then like somebody pushed him. I don't know if Jay pushed Quay or Quay pushed Jay or Jay pushed Jay. I don't know. But somebody got pushed, and then another push happened, and then this nigga just started busting. Pause. So apparently he shot takeoff in the back of the head first. And when he shot him, there's claims, and this is where it gets real deep in that IG black hole that I was in. They're claiming that he was using takeoff as a shield. So because because when he shot that first shot, all of Quavo's homeboys, because you know Migos gang rides deep. If I would have been, I would have shot two. Not at nobody shot. In terms of hailing for an Uber, get the fuck out of there. But he was using him as a shield, bro. So, bottom line, takeoff ain't had to go like that, bro. He got suckered. So soft, weak, pussy ass boy, as they say in Atlanta, little pussy ass boy. Ended up <laughs> shooting that man, bro. R.I.P. Kershnick Ball. It, yeah, it, it sounds like he was just like just chilling there, not like making the least amount of noise, and he just got shot. Like that's that's the most fucked up shit in the world, dog. Like, and you know what it made me think about? Cause y'all know me, saying. I'm liable to be the Quavo in that situation, and I feel bad because I would get one of y'all shot. <laughs> y'all know I be running my mouth. <laughs> Am I right? It's not funny, but you 100 percent right because you are the motherfucker that would get a shot. 
Uh, are you the one? You are the one. You the nigga that's gonna pop off. And then here we come. It just trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. And then bam. That's it. But it's funny you say that, uh, Jalen X. Because you remember when that race riot happened? Who was the one that wanted to go out and fight them? And then who was the MLK doppelganger that pulled up saying, we are going to do this peacefully? That's a good point. Jalen, you got to answer this question, Leno. Leno, so, come on, answer that question. So, okay, so here it goes. The key word in this whole the whole thing was, Co is the nigga that's going, or Lit is the nigga that's going to start the shit. He's going to start it. He didn't start that election night. He didn't start nothing election night. He won't even it was there. That damn Obama. He wasn't even there until it was ready to pop off is when he pulled up and we was ready and they was ready. And then he pulled up playing. So it's easy to come play media. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When you try to, when you coming into a situation, when you from the outside coming in, it's easy to try to de-escalate the situation. But when you the nigga that's in the middle of that then started everything. Oh no, nah, you can't. It's no getting out of it. Then you got to be ready to go then, or you got to have people like me and people like Shot that's ready to back you up. But see, that's the thing. Lit gonna start it. Me and Shot gonna pull up, and then all hell is gonna break loose. That's true. I did get jumped my freshman year. Oh, buddy. Yo, man. Got <laughs> jumped by yeah. a basketball team. Oh man. And when Shot pulled up with the Who Wanna Fuck with Hollywood Cole man, and ripped the shot. shirt off. These niggas scatter like roaches, bruh. This had to be a Longwood. This had to be a Longwood. Yup. Longwood basketball team. Fuck Longwood basketball team. Yes, them weak-ass niggas jumped me. Ops. They are, yes. Yes, but for real, bro. Never. Melinda, what's your take on takeoff, bro? Man, truth be told, man, I really don't feel comfortable talking about it. For, you know, for one thing, we weren't there. So it's a lot of, you know, a lot of in situations like this, you get a lot of speculation. You got a lot of going back and forth. We weren't there. Speculation. Really know. He got shot a lot. Nigga, but there's context to a nigga getting shot other than the end. I got shot. Yeah. It's no, really, nigga. I got shot. Yeah. Oh, help me, please, Jesus. I'm going to die. Somebody call me. Call the ambulance. Oh. No, help me, please. I'm going <laughs> That is a reference to Boondocks. If y'all don't know what we're talking about, please watch Boondocks. Shout out HBO Max for having the Boondocks all the episodes all four yes, seasons. Sir. But yeah, man, we won't there. We it's hard to really say who started what, who caused what. And they then, like I started. said, I know that part. Right, and then you know what I mean. If we're going off assumptions, if we're going off personality, you going off of a person, the most laid back and reserved of a person, you know, as he presents himself, and yes. how other people receive him, and how other people speak on. him. Is you know just the same. So to have somebody to be have somebody like that take him at an early age, you know, really before their time, like that, it's hard to talk about. You know, people mourn in different ways. You talk about somebody musically. You know, what I'm saying I think I take I think music is a big deal as far as people's moods and helping people get through things. You know, people relate so much to music and make it so much a part of their lives and the yeah. stuff that they do. To lose somebody like that is all. I ain't gonna take it that far. 
but a lot of people, you know what I'm saying, lose losing a musician or losing your favorite whatever, losing your favorite entertainer is almost like losing a family member. You know what I'm saying? It's like you really got to go through a mourning process to kind of deal with losing a person, losing somebody. And I'm the same way. Right. I'm, I'm the same way with Takeoff as I was with Dolph, as I was with Mac Miller, as I was with um, as I was with who else did the, you know who else rest in peace uh, Juice World. There's a lot of these Nipsey. dudes that I couldn't really Nipsey. I couldn't listen to these guys. You know, in the immediate aftermath, you know how everybody wants to post somebody on Instagram or post a song here or do that. It took me a long time to listen to Dolph again. It took me a long time to listen to Nipsey again. I haven't listened to anything, Migo. Surely I won't listen to anything with Takeoff for a while because it's hard. I listened to, come to Culture to One, Two, and Three the moment it's, I heard that. It's I hard to come. Fight. It's hard to come to terms with the fact that one of your, you know, uh, talented musicians such as this, you never, not, you're never gonna get another project from them. You're never gonna get any new material from them. You're never gonna. You're literally never gonna see this person again anywhere, and it's it's it can be it can be tough to swallow. You know what I'm saying? It can be tough to deal with. But I mean, and you I know, rest to in the peace. last rocket. Rest in peace. Um, you know, prayers and condolences to his family for sure. Um, a lot of people echo this too, and I want to say one more thing too. I'm tired of you motherfuckers. I'm. T- let me look. Let me look at my camera when I say this. I'm tired of you motherfuckers that when somebody gets shot like that. Your immediate reaction is to take your cell phone out and record. You got somebody's son. You got somebody's grandson. You got somebody's nephew. You got somebody's cousin. You got somebody's brother laying on that ground, lifeless, bleeding out like that. And your first instinct is to record it and put it online so that that trauma can never be taken away. It can never be scrubbed. And you got family that's got to learn about it and look at it and deal with that trauma and try to hold on and have to deal with that for the rest of their lives now because it is because of the decision you made because you thought we what you was trying to be cool you wanted some retweets or some likes on your post you wanted the shade room to pick up your video so they could post it on their page or whatever the case may be shit is whack absolutely no bruh you're exactly right and that yeah that's what brings me into my medical minute and this part is it this shit actually gonna be hard. Let me get myself right. So, first and foremost, it's an RIP. It's a huge RIP. Like I told y'all, the, the Migos got me through medical school and allowed me to continue to educate myself, right? And I'm educated on something that I wanted to talk about. Okay, so I my specialty is internal medicine and critical care medicine. I am not a surgeon. But there are basics of life support that involve controlling a hemorrhage. A hemorrhage is a massive bleed, okay? We have something called the H's and T's that we talk about in medicine. And one of those H's is hypovolemia, whether it's just from volume loss from other diseases or from hemorrhage or bleeding out, right? That can stop your heart, not having enough blood. Simple and plain. You got five liters of blood in your body, you start losing one of those liters, your heart might stop. So there was somebody in the video that kept saying, I'm a nurse, I'm a nurse. What kind of fucking nurse are you where you're not going to do anything to render aid besides stand next to them, right? The first thing that you have to do in my medical minute, if somebody is involved, uh, if there's a shooting, if there's anything where you can tell there's major bleeding, 
uh, people want to look where were they shot at. That's not your judgment call because you can't do anything. Whether they're shot in the femoral artery, Sean Taylor. In the abdomen, young Dolph. Right? In the head, as they claim that takeoff was. You can't do nothing to stop that. What you can do is check a pulse. Where do you check a pulse? Check. I want to make sure y'all see me here. These, these are your carotids. Don't press both of them because you have something called a carotid bulb that could actually cause you to go bradycardic. If you squeeze both of these, it'll slow your heart rate down to where you can lose consciousness. Wait, pause, so, pause, pause, pause for a second. Pause for a second. Not, yep. the, not the recording, but pause for a second because I got a really important question that I need to ask about yes, sir. The, those carotids. So, yeah. Let's say I have a friend, and this friend is persistent that I, I, you, I, I put my hands on both carotids at the same time and squeeze and apply pressure. Uh-huh. Is there like a time frame that I need to be, is there a count, is there a three Mississippi rule or something like that that I need to be aware of? Because context-wise, let me give you some more context. I'm gonna be busy doing something else I while figured I'm this doing is where that. This was going, yeah. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna care about how long my hand has been there, but I'm, a, I might forget, you know, what I'm saying that my hand is there because I'm so preoccupied doing other stuff. So if there's like an internal clock that I could have for my, for my reference. If we can add that internal clock to the medical minute as well, I would really appreciate it. So when you're checking a pulse, and this is to go back to what you're saying, you're never supposed to check a pulse with your thumb because the thumb is a very large artery in it itself. So it okay. can ha- it has its own pulse. So you check with the fingers. The reason why I'm saying that is because if you're choking someone, whatever it is that you're choking them for, mm-hmm. what you can feel is do you feel a pulse in both sides of your hand? You can't feel it with the thumb. So Really, what you need to do is you rock out on them when you choke them like that. And you can feel the pulse on both sides. And if you do, you got to rotate it a little bit. Choke them from the side. Okay? okay? So, the carotid sinus and the carotid bulb, as I was saying, those areas are they're pretty obvious because it's like you're feeling the blood vessel. There's like a like piece of fatty tissue in it. If you squeeze both of those, you can cause somebody to go bradycardic and syncopize, aka lose consciousness. The point I'm making is you check a pulse. You hold in the carotid. I can feel my pulse here. I can feel my pulse here. It's simple to play. You can feel your own pulse. If you see someone that's hemorrhaging, the first thing you do is put your hand right there on their neck. If there's trauma, inflammation, swelling, burning, whatever it is there, then you go in the groin. I ain't going to show you all my groin, but just think about your belt. And if you go right to where your belt uh, would meet over the pockets, in between where the pockets would meet your belt line, you can press right in that area, and you should be able to feel a pulse there. It might be a little bit more medial towards the groin, or aka midline, but those are the four major arteries where you should be able to feel a pulse. If you don't feel it in any one of those, and someone's been shot or someone is actively bleeding, you have to start chest compressions. Because that means that their heart is not circulating for whatever reason, whether it's cardiogenic shock or hypovolemic shock, but their heart is not moving, okay? So you move it for them. Where do you do chest compressions at? People just put their hands on. What you do is you take the heel of your hand, 
and you put it right there on the breastplate. You'll feel the sternum because your ribs feel a little bit different, right in the middle. And then you start pressing. And people say, how often do I have to press? I say, what's up? Better get raised. Go ahead, Rashad. Stand alive. Yes. Stand alive. Yes. 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 Make sure you stay. Just, just stay with the court. You can tell by the way I walk, bitch. I knew more words than you. Anyway, stay with the court. This is the problem. See, if you know, this is why we can't keep a nigga heart going because we gonna end up losing track and start arguing over what the lyrics are. Damn, we ain't good at this. Anyways, keep doing the chest compression. So you just keep saying that. I. Ah, 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 staying a lot, staying a lot. And the thing about that, though, is so important because I'm, you know, y'all know, y'all know what I do. I've done every aspect of it from the chest compressions to administering the medication to checking for a pulse to doing the bedside ultrasound to running the codes myself. If the heart has stopped, people say, how long do they have to do it? How long you want them to live? The moment that you stop, they are no longer circulating blood to their brain and it takes Three minutes of no blood to the brain to have an anoxic brain injury, which can be lethal, put you in a vegetative state at the best. Okay? So you have to check for the pulse. It's simple and play. So we say CAB, circulation, airway, breathing. It used to be the ABCs. Either way, are they breathing? There's only so much you can do in the field. Like in that bowling alley, I'm, they probably, maybe they had a defibrillator, maybe they had a full med kit with an ambu bag, but you really would need somebody that's truly medical to know how to use that. But at the very least, circulate that blood. So my medical minute, when it comes to controlling your hemorrhage, there's a couple of things. Number one, you check for a pulse. Number two, if you don't feel a pulse, you start chest compressions. Number three, you put pressure on the wound, okay? Especially if it's in an extremity, Right? If it's in the femurs, you put pressure on it. In the legs. If it's in the arms, you put pressure on it. In the abdomen, you put pressure on it. If it's a through and through, what does you diagnosing a damn through and through got to do with shit? You can't operate right then and there. Put pressure on both sides, bro. Plug the holes, right? It's like the old I Love Lucy. When the shit started popping, when the water coming out, she plugged it. And then that part popped, you put the gum on it. Then it started start leaking. You put, poke, the, poke the holes, bro. No little know about poke holes. And that's my medical minute. Can you check this pulse? Sorry. Going back to medical minute. I got to ask. Go to the uh, thumb. Go to the thumb. That's older. Go radio. Do the same. It's this side. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this side. Yes. Yep. You can check this one too, though. Yeah, you can check it. But that one can become faint pretty quickly. But the thing is, you want a large. Because the thing is, right? So say your radio pulse isn't there. That's giving blood to your hand. If I've been shot, I'd much rather you check the ones giving blood to my brain. Because if I lose my hand, you know, shit, I have a strong hand. I would get by with that. But if, 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 I, if I don't have blood in my brain, though, it's a wrap. All right, no, fellas. These, these medical minutes, man, I swear, I learn something every damn week, dog. Well, I'm glad. I'm no glad. bullshit. Like, I eat healthy now, dog. I eat healthy. No more. No more. What do you sweets? consider healthy? All right. Besides that Reese's cup, I just ate back here. <laughs> that nigga just had a Reese's cup. <laughs> I know. I wanted to apologize for the hey, listeners that hold that wrapper. Like, it is not Halloween, over, dog. Come on, man. But it's excess Halloween, dog. You trying to tell me y'all ain't got no more candy left? 
I didn't even get candy to begin with, to be honest with you. I was kind of surprised I didn't get any kids for Halloween over here, but then again, I'm kind of not. I mean, you still you ain't go out and get a, a bag of candy. I mean, I ain't get no kids coming to my house in the sticks. Nah, I'm I still want to got a bag of candy. Act nah. like these kids coming to get some candy. I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not like I gotta have a. I gotta want candy. Like I gotta go out and want a piece of candy to really go out and get candy. Halloween, just because it's Halloween, I'm not. Oh, it's Halloween. I gotta get some candy. No, I mean, if I do, I do. That's literally the only day of the year where it's like you should get candy. More than Easter. That was like 20 years ago where I was worried about getting candy on Halloween. Since then, I'm worried about. I'm not worried about candy. I'm trying to eat something. It ain't candy on Halloween. You see what these coming out. You see what the shortage is coming out looking like on Halloween. <laughs> when we was see, when we was going out looking for candy, when we was going out looking for motherfucking candy, you know what I'm saying? Them Halloween costumes was totally different when we was looking for candy. Then candy got removed from the conversation. They had to step these costume games up, and I, I'm keeping. You act band like you can't you. eat a Reese's and some ass in the same night. I'm gonna keep it all the way a band with you. If on one hand you go back to candy, and on the other hand you go back to grown folk Halloween, I stick with the grown folk Halloween. And I put the candy down, big dog. I'm I'm telling you, I'm I'm. Well, cool yeah, if there's it. an option, but if you could have both, I feel like you're just saying no to like the the ability to have both. Yeah, who's telling I mean, you can't have both? I'm just saying. Did someone say one? <laughs> one has replaced the other. So for me, I'm not really pressed for candy no more. You a hoe. You a fucking Man. hoe, dog. You a hoe, yeah. dog. Nah, nah, see, nah, I don't even want to talk about that because I'm ready to get deep on y'all motherfuckers. I'm getting old, man. Pause. Oh, oh. What you mean, get old, over here, dog? Nigga, I was sitting over here today thinking about, damn, I'm getting ready to be 30. If I don't figure it out in the next year, I'm going to die alone. I don't want to yeah. die alone. <laughs> no, you ain't old. You ain't no even 30. Yeah, no, I'm no, I'm no, nah, I'm so dead ass. I don't, if any of you ladies is out here listening, y'all don't want me to die by myself, please. I'll let your boy. I'm not trying to die alone. It's the innocent niggas. It's the innocently <laughs> dumb niggas. What did I do? The niggas would be dumb as hell. But you know what? You want to talk about innocently dumb niggas? Here's one for you. Kyrie Irving. I feel like Kyrie Irving is misunderstood in his level of stupidity. And I know that there are people in our black community that are taken up on his side. I'm not here to pick sides. I'm here to sit and think. And I think we've had a conversation about this. Kyrie Irving has decided to take it upon himself to be. I I don't know if he was supposed to be a voice for the voiceless or what it was. But him posting that anti-Semitic video and then not answering the questions that came with it. He had multiple opportunities to simply say, I wanted to show, you know, whatever. I wanted to show that this new, you know, ownership on Twitter is allowing you to post whatever you want. Or I wanted to show that it's so easy to promote hate speech in a world where we claim it's not. He could have said any of that. You know what he decided to say? Can we talk about basketball? Can we talk about basketball? I can't be anti-Semitic. And it's like, I, I, I hear you. Right? Because I definitely heard a quote from Malcolm X where he said, how can I be anti-Semitic in a world where it's predominantly white people that claim the the Jewish religion in our communities? 
because somebody that is truly of the Judaic religion is closer to a Muslim in terms of their original place of origin. And all blacks are Muslim is what Malcolm X was saying. Anyways, the point that I'm making is if you have a big, large platform, right? LeBron, uh, who else? Uh, like Dak Prescott, you know, quarterback for the Cowboys. Uh, any other like figure in sports, Patrick Mahomes. At some point, you have to recognize how big your platform is and how impactful what you say is, right? Even if you want to say, like, I think that Kyrie Irving truly believes, like, I'm just a regular guy. And it's like, I'm sorry, dog. There are people that look up to you. You're not. You're not. I don't. So I, I don't agree with that. But I keep. Going what do you What do you think it is? What do you think it is? Tell me. Tell me. I'm open for discussion. Ah, one tired of talking about the Brooklyn Nets as a whole. As a as a whole, I'm tired Dumpster of talking fire. about Kevin Durant. I'm talking. Of, I'm tired of talking about Kyrie Irving. I'm tired of talking about Josiah. I'm tired of talking about Steve Nash, and Steve Nash isn't even there anymore. I'm just tired of talking about the Nets. I'm tired of talking about. Ben, I don't want to talk about Ben Simmons. I don't want to talk about Joe Harris. I don't want to talk about anybody. I don't even want to talk about Brooklyn right now. I mean, if we're just talking about Kyrie Irving, that mm-hmm. true, that black Israelite, true, we the true Israelites, whatever, whatever, I'm not fully, I'm not fully enveloped. Like, I don't know the ins and outs of it, but I, I've heard that before. Like, I've heard that before. I've heard that thought process and that thing. But he didn't even say that. That's what he didn't say I'm, anything. And I'm not even here. I'm not even here to the to debate none of that. He retweeted something that had something in it that uh, particular race and religion of people don't like. So you can't. Okay. Sim- you cannot simplify it to just that. He retweeted a video that was in full support of Hitler and the Third Reich. That's like if somebody retweeted a video of slavery and the South. And their belief that we needed to have slaves. Like, I ain't gonna just let that fly. It's one thing if it's like, you know, some bagels. I ain't gonna say, and from, I don't know what the video is, but it's my understanding it's got him in it more so than it is like, more so than it is a video of him saying. Wait, it's got Kyrie. You talking about it's got Kyrie in it? No, uh, Hitler in it. Oh, I'm about to say, wait a minute. Regardless. Regardless, I'm I'm not I, I don't want to downplay that. I definitely don't want to downplay that. I think at this it's point It's actually kind of funny to me thinking about Kyrie Irving just dribbling in Nazi Germany, <laughs> crossing crossing these niggas up. No, you know like what, Uncle you Drew. Know what, like you know Uncle what Drew? really made me think about the whole He's thing Uncle today. Drew? The thing, speak, <laughs> nah. That's <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. That just popped in my head in the spur of the moment. Oh. Kyrie Irving as Uncle Jew. Do not cancel us. This oh. is not. We don't. We don't condone this, and we disavow it. It just. It seems like this is where he's going with. It. He's got a yarmulke. Just giving these niggas buckets. <laughs> All right, little. Who was you saying? I don't even know where I'm at right now, bro. To be honest with you, because Uncle Jew got me got me all twisted right now. Because it was <laughs> it was a I seen a nigga on Twitter today that they made a big deal about 
that is a traditional Jew that is the first known traditional Jewish player with the yarmulke on and everything checked into a G League game today. I'm like, of course, of course. There's a traditionally as a dude on the court with a yarmulke right now. What's his name? Kyrie Ir- exactly. I mean, I'm gonna look him up. So he's like an Orthodox Jew, and he was playing in a G, in G League, League game today. Oh man, I, that that Kyrie that was off the top of the dome. That one. I'm sorry, y'all. That. <laughs> Um, yep, Ryan Terrell is looking to become the first Orthodox Jew to play in the NBA. He made his G League debut last. You know, I ain't trying. To, this is this has nothing to do with Judaism. I bet he is so trash. But they they brought him off the bench because they thought it'd be an impact. Did he score? He plays for the who's the Cruz? What what G League team is the Cruz? Do it matter? No disrespect, well, but do we? Yes, really I gotta look up his stats because I'm like, watch him have like only three points on the season. This is he this made is his debut tonight. I don't think he had any stats before tonight. Well, did he get buckets the game he came in? Did he? I don't. I don't even know the dude's name until you just said it, and I still don't know his name. So you tell the, me if. All he, right, he plays for the Motor point. City Crews. It's Detroit's G League team. Okay. What was the stat line? Here we go. Let's see. Uh, Their website is hilarious. Probably got it. There's a lot of pop-ups. They just want you to buy tickets. (laughs) Like, please come to this game. (laughs) (laughs) And the ticket's probably only like 10 bucks. That, I would never pay that much. To a G League game? Oh, don't be disrespectful. (laughs) (laughs) All right. They, the Motor City Crews played the Cleveland Charge box score. Uh, right. Ooh. No <laughs> points, an assist, uh, three rebounds. No. Uh, worse than that. Oh my God. Wait, this was. When did this happen? This game was played tonight. This was. What about. Was it Monday? Because this game was Friday. Friday's game, he didn't play. All right, today is Monday, right? No, today's Tuesday. Today is Tuesday. Okay, uh, the box score for Monday for the Motor City Cruise. Right, he played three minutes. He went 0 for 1 from field goal. Plus minus was 8. I don't even know how they calculate that when he didn't put up any. He had a foul. Oh, he had a steal. Let's go. He had a steal and a foul. Damn, this 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 dude might That's be the more truth. more stats than you've put up in the NBA. He makes a valid no. point, Leno. That's not a valid point. I think he would give you. What's buckets. your rebuttal, dog? A professional basketball player would give me buckets. Is not saying anything. You remember how when Kyrie Irving did Uncle Drew, how he pulled up and gave him buckets, like just oh, with the yarmulke. Yeah. Nah, <laughs> nah, if nah, if I see that anywhere. Nah, we got to trademark it. Fuck it, we got to get out in front of it. We got to tweet it on the uh, on the. We got to. We got to. Yeah, yeah we got to do it. Uncle Jew is that an acceptable nickname for the Jewish basketball player for the for the crews, the Motor City, whatever they are, Grand Rapids Crews, Motor, Motor City, City, whoever they are. All right, I'm, is it acceptable <laughs> to name him Uncle Jew? 
tweet is being sent. <laughs> I pray to God you get a response. That's got to be his nickname. It's got to be. We don't have any followers. Make sure y'all follow us on Do Rags and Stethoscope. Oh, oh, wait, it's not called that. Our Twitter page, Do Rags and Stethoscope's podcast, at Rags and Scopes. And, re- and reply to us. Let us know. Can we call Ryan Terrell? We'll, we'll, we'll call him his real name. Ryan Terrell plays for the Motor City Cruise. I'm just trying to see his full season stats, though. That's what I'm, but oh, you, you said the season it. just started. I keep though. forgetting it, it's been going for a little while. It's what about the NBA college? season? He had to play in college, though, right? Probably. You think he was yamming on people like, uh, who's a um, big head, ball head, white boy for the Bulls? Um, Used to play Trash. for the Lakers. Why am I forgetting his name? Trash. His name. Leno, I know you know who I'm talking about. Correll, um, not Correll. What's the fucker's name? No, he was with the Lakers. Now he's with the Bulls. Caruso. That's it. Caruso. Fuck Caruso. Oh, he went to Yeshiva University. Yo, he's gonna be a real one. UMAX Athletics. He about to drop 20 next game. Oh, he played D3? Dog. He went to Valley Torah. Oh, he's been Jewish his whole life. He went to Valley Torah High School. Then he went to... The hell is this called? Yeshiva University. I tell you what, he stood on his laurels. He's 6'7", and he's a guard. Oh, he was giving buckets. Oh, wait a minute. In D3, he got three out of the 17 votes for player of the year. He averaged 27.1 a game, dog. This dude was a bucket. Who? Uncle Jew. Yes, Uncle Jew was a bucket, dog. Named the D3 who's region three player of the year. Oh, Harrison, watch out. Uh... Earned a spot on it all district. Team. I don't care about none of that shit. Yeah. Bro, Uncle Jew is giving buckets. Real talk. All right. Next topic. So, that wasn't the smoothest of transitions. But basically, back to. Okay, so with Kyrie Irving. I guess I want to bring it in wholesale because we didn't even get Little's take on it. My thing. So, I am not going to say shut up and dribble, but my thing is like, if you say something, and you're that big of a public figure, have your PR team check it out. I'm not even mad that he really said it or posted it. It's more like you have nothing to say about it. I guess that's where we differ, Leno. I'm like, all right, if you post that, all right, at least be able to, to give a reason why you did it. That's my thing. Sorry, y'all. We're taking a break because... This is what Little does when he gets focused on his phone. It's like, yeah, no, nah, yeah, I'm, t- yeah, I'm, t- yeah, y'all, time out. What you say? <laughs> Yo, you really hear none of that for real? <laughs> nah, we keep all that too because I didn't hear a word he said, and I don't even. Yeah, I, what'd you say? I'm, I'm, I'm dead ass. I ain't hear a word you said. You were, you might as well have been talking to the wall behind you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> In high definition. I got headphones on both ears, and I didn't hear a single word. Oh, that's oh, actually man. impressive. That's really impressive, dog. That's that's great attention right there. 
But for real though, like my take on it is, and I also think it's timing too though, because Kanye shit happened at the same time. Yep. And for him to let speculation go crazy like that, like, like that's, that's what that the just, problem that just, is. That just reeks ignorance to me. So like, I can't fuck with that. Like, that's yeah. but that's what the problem is. It happened too quick. You know, you can't have like if. 10 cops started killing black people immediately, there would have to be some litigation pools. You know, they got to spread it out every time they randomly kill one of us in, in the street for not doing nothing. Same thing with in Kyrie Irving's situation here. You got Kanye West, the major figure, doing, you know, riling up Jewish, the Jewish religion and Jewish people. You can't turn around and have another famous person try to do the same exact thing. They're going to nail you to the cross. No pun intended. Yeah. My the, thing Jews, is, the Jews did kill Jesus. I mean, he did. did. Beside the point, they're gonna try to. They're gonna. You can't. You can't go back to back like that when it comes to controversy. My thing is, is you're right. What really got me is him pointing out saying that he's like Muhammad Ali of this century. Like that's Kyrie said that. Kyrie said like that? that. Yeah, he said something like that. That's what I heard. That that could be speculation. I don't know, but shit, like. Check if the that, almighty fact box that is check that, Twitter. Check that. Uh, please, somebody check on that. That could be that could be African talk. I don't know, man. Respectfully, he thinks he is Muhammad Ali. He's not, he's, he's not that. Like that's the thing. Like people trying to act like they. I don't know. I'm trying to evoke a name like that. If that's real, please confirm before I keep going. Uh. I see people on Twitter saying he is like Muhammad Ali. Well, let's talk. But this about one it. has a, Twitter rats. If so, this if, wait. If sorry, this one has a of, picture of Uncle Ruckus as the as like the main avatar, <laughs> <laughs> and he said, "Unlike LeBron, who pretended to read the autobiography of Malcolm X, Kyrie Irving is actually standing on his principles." He has the opportunity to become his generation Muhammad Ali. I stand with Kyrie. Why would you have a picture of Uncle Ruggies on that? <laughs> yes, that is what you call grade A trolling right there. Because oh, if you know God. who that is in the a- in the profile picture, then you already know it's a joke. It's already on site. Yeah. Can't call it. First of all, you can't call that man Muhammad Ali because Muhammad Ali stood for something he wasn't tearing anybody down he wasn't trying to discredit anyone because he wanted to be respected for his religion let's get that yes he was trying to uplift his religion while also saying that he would not then allow people to disgrace what he stood upon that's different from just putting down and and then on top of that what he did he had to sit down for However long they made him sit down because he didn't go to the army. Yeah. He said he didn't want to support a war that was funded. Yep. By white right. Man. Yep. He had to sit. He had to sit down. A lot of these guys, a lot, a lot of these guys, these quote unquote activists of this time, they don't, they won't go to those links. And I'm going to bring up, I'm going to bring up Colin Kaepernick because I was, I was rocking, like Colin Kaepernick got to the one yard line with it and then took a knee. Colin Kaepernick got to the one yard line and took a knee because Colin Kaepernick 
Colin Kaepernick was is as close to or would have been as close to a Muhammad Ali of this generation as somebody like us could get. Yep. The only the the only take I disagreed with by him, which I I had to say, and I think we talked about this last episode, was when he said that he's not going to vote in a country that has police killing people. And I put it like this, and I think I said this before, but my thing on voting, it really is, bro. Think about it like this. If you go to a restaurant and you say, I'll take whatever. I'm not going to order. I'm not going to make a choice. And then they give you some food and you don't like it. You do not have a right to complain about that food because you never made a choice. Especially if it's a restaurant where people fought for you to be able to be given the menu. And now that you have it, you don't want to pick, but you still want to complain. That makes no sense. But other than that, I do stand with Cap as well. Did you vote today? Or did uh, you vote? In the Georgia election, I did vote. Uh, I am not swinging people anyway political, but please check out these Herschel Walker tweets. This dude <laughs> is hilarious, bruh. There's no way. that Cap Crunch badge. <laughs> it's no way with a straight face people was going into the polls of voting for Herschel Walker today. It's no way. Let's check. I mean, the results should be out. Right? <laughs> There's no yeah, way. It's, it's looking like people with a straight face went and voted for that fucking... For uh, Herschel Walker? Really? Yeah, Herschel Walker was good at running the ball. What does that have to do with anything? Well, is he running for... He's running for senator in Georgia? Uh, yeah, he is in the lead. You are shitting me. Bruh. Who is Why he running is against? so close? Warnick. Raphael Warnock, a brother who is uh, actually a pastor. Oh, here. It don't make me know. Never mind. I don't even know. I didn't. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I didn't vote today, and it's not because I didn't want to vote. I really just didn't. Have, I didn't run out of time. I ain't do no absentee. That's that's you know different me. though. If like, you have that issue, like car trouble, stuck at work, that's different. So you just like it. nope. Nah, it ain't. Yeah, it ain't, it, it, I ain't. I ain't never really been like that about it. But I just. I ain't. I ain't gonna. There's no way Herschel Walker's about to win this shit. He's going to run off with it. They're projecting it, man. Yeah. He's up 31,000. That's crazy. Wow. Herschel Walker (laughs) is the center. Go dogs. (laughs) That's got to be what it is. It's got to be. Yeah. People are just. All right. I'm going to show you this map. The blue is Warnock, right? Atlanta, Columbus, yeah. Savannah. Right. Populated areas. The right. red of Georgia. Nah, I don't believe for a second that that many people all around the state. There's more people around Georgia than it is in Atlanta that voted for Herschel. I don't I don't uh, believe Herschel. I don't more than half more than half of the population of Atlanta is in of Georgia is in Atlanta. Yeah, so there's no way I'm going to believe that Herschel Walker got every one of them country hicks in southwest Georgia to go out and vote for him. You're not going – it's no way. It's no way. He didn't have to get – I mean, from there. he, he was a 1,000-yard rusher. <laughs> That's what they say. <laughs> he rushed for 1,000 yards. How many did Wardock get? They got to be – they probably were so conflic- conflicted <laughs> down there. <laughs> Raphael Warnock so never scored so three times against, against I was trying Tennessee. To say conflicted. I couldn't get it out. I had a cough. I'm, I'm, I'm coughing. I can't just cough. I can't shake. And it got caught. Oh, my God. 
Yeah, they was All I'm saying is voting for a black man down there in southwest Georgia. Raphael Warnock never beat Auburn in Florida in the same year. God All right? damn it. I tell you what, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> All right, fellas. I so, just while we while we on while for a second while we on old sports figures, I hate the fact that some of the old sports figures that I used to love as a kid and look up as to as a kid, they're most of them are piece either pieces of shit or just straight scumbags. Like who? Give me a couple names. Brett Favre, Herschel man. Well, of course, Herschel Walker. Yeah, Brett, Brett Favre, Favre and Herschel Walker are. Neck and neck at the top of my list right now of like what was that other thing that he just did? I just I saw that like today. What did Brett Favre do? He come out finessing somebody for millions of dollars. No, he did something else after after the uh, so after the welfare stuff. Something just happened today. Him and a co him and like a co owner of these this pharmaceutical company or these drug companies were exaggerating the results. Of the medication, yes, that they were that. selling, boosting and boosting their profits. That is just so here, just out here finessing people in need. Damn, bro. Yeah, that's terrible, bro. The people of Mississippi are just leading to it. Like he's Brett Favre, po folk in Mississippi. He mm-hmm. finessing the concut. Everybody that got a con- that's struggling with concussions in the league. That's what it was—a medication for concussions. They were talking about the results. of yeah, and it was supposed to be if the results or they were boosting how the results were supposed to be as far as how it was how it would affect you. Yeah. Ran off. That's true. Yeah, man. Yeah. And it's really, it's really, it's, I really hate to see a lot of times. That's true. That's true. All right, fellas, moving on to something else that we got to touch on that I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about Thinking, thinking on your biggest mistake, right? You don't have to say what your biggest mistake was, but what have you learned from your biggest mistake, right? And I was thinking about it because we were talking about uh, all the different topics that we talked about. Each one of them, I feel like, are the results of a mistake. Takeoff getting killed, mistake. Kyrie Irving's post, a mistake. So the biggest mistake that y'all can think of, I'll go first so y'all got time, but what have you learned from it? So if I had to say... What have I learned from my biggest mistake? It would be don't rush the process. Whatever your craft is, whatever you're trying to do, don't rush it. You obviously don't want to take forever to do it, but like they say, uh, what, Rome wasn't built in a day? You can't make a masterpiece in a moment, right? It has to be built over time. So what have I learned from my biggest mistake is to take your time and and make sure you hone in, get your skills right, get your abilities up to par with what you need to be able to do and then make it happen. All right, fellas, what have y'all learned from your biggest mistake? Shit, for me, it's probably stay true to yourself, man. Always be yourself. Don't let nobody change you. Always be true to everything that you've always been raised raised up on. Stay true to your values. I mean, there's always room to improve, but if there's things that you were doing right and you know are the right things to do, stay true to that shit. Don't change for nothing. Don't change for nobody. And that's it. For sure. Lilo? Black men don't cheat. I just want to... 
drop that on this podcast as well. Black hey, men don't cheat. We don't. Shout out to all the faithful black men out there. Keep your crown on, King. Much love. <laughs> all right. That was deep. That was. That was. So, all right then. We're going to leave y'all with some words of wisdom like we always like to do. Um, I feel like kind of our words of wisdom come out from discussing our biggest mistakes. But my words of wisdom, I mean, I just got to hone back in on that medical minute, man. If you see somebody that's in distress and need, first off, make sure that the situation is safe, right? Like if they're getting shot, you can't help them while they're getting shot. You got to wait for them to finish getting shot. Then help them. I mean, don't get shot while, because, you know, two people getting shot ain't going to help no situation. But like, like Leno said, don't just pull out your phone. Don't be like, look what I saw. Think about what you could have done if you would have been in that moment to act, right? As physicians, I have something called a duty to act. When I see somebody that's in need, it's literally my like binding obligation to help them. Now, once again, if you're getting shot, I'll wait for them to finish. But after, after they finish shooting the shit out of you, I'm going to help you. That's that's my... I guess that's words of wisdom. Yeah. Don't, don't get shot. Damn. see something that ain't right speak up that, that's my shit and always ride for your people dog always ride for your people even if you're in the bathroom they getting fucking swung up on you come out you fucking come out balls are blazing ready to fucking beat someone's ass because those are your peoples always take care of your peoples that always been there for you that's it i wanted to say it sucked getting strangled when i'm short because when that power forward was choking me and my feet went on the ground that was the most helpless <laughs> shit I ever felt in my life, bro. My feet came off the ground. I was still getting choked. I was like, yeah, nigga, I'm going to die. Up like that, man. Come on, man. Bro, he was 6'8". And when I tell on, you, man. I came off the ground. I was like, well, here we go. This is it. You know how in the Dukes of Hazard it used to freeze when they were like in the car? <laughs> well, we got into another one. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to mention that. Come on, man. Any words, Leno? Oh, black men don't cheat definitely was my word of wisdom. I thought that's what we was on when I said that. So I, that's why I dropped that. <laughs> you just right double there. down on yeah, it. Yeah, double down, triple, you know what I'm saying? Bet the house on it. I'm all in on that. Black men don't cheat. So can you please give the black men that are listening the rules of engagement that we always used to talk uh-uh, about? I can't, uh-uh, I can't, uh-uh, I can't, I know. Game is game is sold, not told, Playboy. You can't. No, nah, I don't even know what you're talking about now. Yep. That's fine. Good night, yeah. All right, fellas, <laughs> we gonna wrap this up. Thank y'all for listening into another episode of Do Rags and Stethoscopes. Uh, I had to record remotely. Uh, y'all gotta wish me luck too. I got the fellowship match coming up at the end of the month. We shall see where God takes me. Yeah, let's go. Let's go, dog. Oh, oh, oh. All right, y'all. I ain't gassing you up. You know you're going to get that shit, nigga. Hey, I pray for it. Pray pray it works out. All right, y'all. 
for another episode of Do-Rags and Stethoscopes. As always, I am the Lin and D here with Leno, the Wave Guide, and Shock. We are out. Peace. Boop!